For those who remain, I would invite you to join me in 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3, all the way back in the end of your Bible, if you have a, a book Bible back there near the maps, and uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. We're going to begin reading in the 8th verse. Hear now the word of the Lord. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth with, and everything that is done in it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to dissolve in this way, what sort of person ought you be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will set ablaze and dissolve, and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for a new heaven and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'll admit this seems like an unusual text to talk about and read from on a Sunday of Advent that is supposed to be devoted to peace. It's, this is not a, a warm, glowing Christmas story today. There are no shepherds or wise men or Kings from Orient are. There are no stars of wonder twinkling in the sky. Instead, we get something that is weird and troubling. God is a thief sneaking in when nobody's looking. The future has in store for us. Beware and be on the lookout for, for uh, the sky exploding and the elements of the earth dissolving in the fire. These are images that usually conjure fear and, and worry. Kind of like the Christmas song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. You ever think about how creepy that song is? He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's going to find out who's naughty or nice. He sees you when you're sleeping. You better watch out, you better not pout. I mean, this is a creepy, creepy thing we teach our children. Well, what kind of person watches us at all times, writing down everything we do? It's as, you know, just... Not weird. An 1,800-year-old bishop from Turkey watching you while you sleep should give you the heebie-jeebies. Who, by the way, is not only the patron saint of children, but also the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, prostitutes, brewers, and pawnbrokers. You know, Santa has some weird baggage he brings into your house. Christmas and Advent has this, this connection with, with these troubling images sometimes wrapped up together. And if you start to think about it, it's not really that peaceful that you start feeling. 
Sometimes we get caught up in the glow and the, the, the warm fuzzies of the season that we forget that while we are waiting and celebrating the birth of Jesus, his, his coming in Christmas, we are also waiting and celebrating and looking forward to His coming again. That moment when He will declare all things right. We look at Bethlehem and we also look towards the eastern sky. And so we're, we're living in between these two times. Looking back at the kingdom and that Christ came and brought. Looking forward to the kingdom that is yet to come. The early Christians that got this letter of Second Peter there, they're in that in-between time as well. More surprising, more, more pressing than even for us because they expected Jesus to come back right away. They had thought that when Jesus ascended into heaven, he was going to come right back down. You know, they, they had seen this show before. This is kind of what Jesus does. He, he dies and he comes back. He goes off to pray and then he comes back. And so you, the, the early church there is, is waiting expectantly for Jesus to show up any day. Now he's up in heaven and he's not returned. And the weeks become months and the months become years. And people get older and people start to die. And these questions and worries start to arise. Maybe it was their fault that Jesus was gone away. Maybe somehow in their waiting they had sinned. Maybe all those people who are dying are lost forever. And if it's not their fault, how are they to live in this time between the times? What are they supposed to do while they wait? Second Peter gives this answer. He says to live in peace. But his message doesn't start with peace. It starts in something far more obnoxious and troubling. Patience. Patience, right? Nothing gooder or worser. I don't know what I'm saying there. Patience is bad. Of course, it's not our patience that Peter is thinking about. To this group of, of Christians there who are anxiously waiting and concerned about Christ returning, if Christ is going to return at all, Peter says, the slowness of God is not because God has forgotten those God-sized promises or because the promises of Christ's return aren't trustworthy. Rather, it's because God is patient. God is unimaginably patient. He is waiting for all humanity to repent. Peter uses this line that one day is like a thousand years to God and a thousand years are like one day. I know in my mind, I often imagine that to be a giant perspective of God. That, that God is looking out over the whole of, of human history from distance, but, but maybe it's the other way around. What if every day that we go through, all of our highs and our lows, all of our victories and our retreats, all of the advances we make in faith and all the times we are beset by sin, what if that single day is like for God a thousand years? What if God experiences time like, like a young child waiting? You know, as you get older, time seems to speed up, right? So some of you who are advanced in age, you, you blink and a decade passes. But for a child, days just go long and long. They, they last forever. Such is the patience of God. Such is God's endurance waiting on us, desiring that none 
should perish. And yet we do know the end is going to come. There will come the day when the trumpet will sound and the sky will be open and God's judgment will pour forth upon us. But I wonder if we don't get that a little bit wrong too sometimes. This stuff about the consuming elements of fire, we, we like to jump on the, the judgment jalopy pretty fast. It's all going to burn, we say. The NIV doesn't help. It uses the word destroy in verse 10, which isn't the best choice. What Paul you say, what Peter is saying, excuse me, is that is that this will be disclosed. That's what he says. Surprising as the day of the Lord we will be when it comes upon us in a way that no one is expecting, everything will be laid bare. Everything will be revealed. That's what fires do. They they show you what something's made of. They purify. Throughout scriptures, we have these references to purifying fires, fires that, that come and distill metals. Precious metals must be refined in a fire uh, to be purified. Uh, chaff must be burned away so that the wheat, which is good, must, shall remain. God is, desires the redemption of creation, and God's judgment is going to bring about that by revealing what is true, by purifying, not by restoring, destroying Of course, that hasn't happened yet, right? It didn't happen yesterday. It it doesn't look like it's going to happen today. Tomorrow's kind of not looking too good either. And so, like God, we are in the position of waiting. Christ has brought the kingdom of God to earth. In, In Christ, on the day that Christ was born, the Lord was realizing His kingdom here. The blind received sight. The freedom was declared to the captives. The lame walked. Lepers leaped. Justice and peace and hope and love were preached. But God's kingdom hasn't fully come. We're still seeing the, 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 the sin and disorder of the world. We still see people in need of healing. We, we see those who are in captive and slavery. We see those who are in prison. We We see the acts of injustice and war and hatred all around us. And so as Advent people, we are in between. We are waiting for Christ's final come, final victory to come. And so we have the same question that the first audience of Peter heard had. How do we wait? How do we live in this time between the times? Paul says it requires three things. Requires holiness first. That, that we too are to align our entire lives with the Holy Spirit. That, that we are to be transformed inwardly and outwardly to reflect God's holiness. That we are to seek the goodness in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our cities. He says, secondly, that it requires godliness. That we are to be formed and shaped by the righteousness of God, that we have our desires and our minds and our bodies formed rightly. Finally, he says it requires peace, but but not a a tranquil peace, not a, a wussy, wimpy peace. This is peace as an action. This is peace that requires a militant humility and a dangerous uh, uh, charity and an extravagant patience. This is peace that demands in all things that we leave room for the providence and power of God so that His redemption will come. 
This is peace that places us flowing in the same direction as God. And it means that we have the same humility, the same charity, the same compassion and forgiveness that Jesus demonstrated on the cross. So since we know that creation will be refined, since we know that, that we who have been redeemed are safe citizens in the kingdom of Christ, since we know that if we die, we go to be with Christ, then our lives are to be marked by peace. Even when the world is coming undone around us, even when the, the scenes are being ripped apart, this peace is a symptom of a deep and abiding faith. It's a hard peace in moments and times of anxiety and impatience. It's a hard peace to, to live into when everything's falling apart. And yet Peter shows us the Christian way in a failing world is patience and peace. 